0: Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 24, reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, If you haven't listened to an episode of Death Readers before, this is a podcast where we read through the Harry Potter books. Uh, This is my first time reading through them, so when uh, we analyze them and go through these chapters, understand... That this is my first time reading them. I have seen the movies, but all, a lot of this information, especially in this book, is uh, relatively new to me. Yeah. Uh, Rob, however, has read the books many times. So many times. So many times. And he is going to be here to help me walk through the uh, book and, and get the... Uh, I'm your page master. He's my, he's my page master. What a good film. Well, I haven't seen it in forever, but I have fond memories of it.
1: I don't have fond memories of it, but that was, you know, a movie of my little brother's. They had a lot of movies like that. Where they would rent them over and over and over. Oh, yeah. From the video store and be like, fuck this again. It's like that or Mount, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
0: Harry Potter. This is a podcast where <laughs> um, we will be reviewing Harry Potter eventually. And and, and by reviewing, I mean really analyzing it and going through it. Uh, these, this episode of uh, Death Readers will be addressing chapters 14, 15, and 16 of Harry Potter uh, and the Goblet of Fire. Sure. So, if you've been reading along, uh, that's where we are.
1: Which we have suggested that you do.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're started we've started suggesting that you if you read along, it might work. You know, it took us four books to figure that well, out. I mean, we thought we honestly thought everybody had read it. Right. Me. Well, I was the only person in the world who hasn't read that this. That they understood
1: that they needed to read along.
0: Well, the other problem is with reading along, it's not really a problem, but it occurs to me that maybe when you read along, if you don't know the things I'm going to fucking spoil, because I know things that I'm going to talk about that happen way later.
1: Oh, that's true. In the series. That's a good point.
0: You're going to be spoiled for something. So if you haven't read Harry Potter and you're only read up to this point, I don't know, maybe wait till we finish the series. I'm not going to apologize for spoiling. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it now. Well, keep me secured. But for the listener, we have to be – part of what we have to do here is we have to share our pure thoughts and yeah. what we really think. So if that involves spoiling a couple of things, which my notes in these chapters might I'll definitely do, um, we're, we're going to have to accept that. So uh, without further ado, actually – there's this is always going to be a do. There is an a-dude. Um, the adieu is our housekeeping, because I remembered that we had some from last episode that I didn't rectify. So oh, right. And I didn't tell you about what it was, so this is going to be you, fresh. Yeah, I think you eventually Yeah, something. Yeah.
1: So this is from two episodes this ago. This is from two
0: episodes ago when we, we first introduced the concept of house elf slavery. Right. And I made a comment of, or an analysis about how it feels extra icky that they're called house elves because of American slavery... Uh, titlings. right, issues. various. It feels, it feels, it feels bad. It feels like it calls to mind reflections of that, which is icky and horrible, and I don't like feeling like that's in a kid's book. So, totally uh, without like trying to do any research about it, uh, it, it deliberately, it came to my awareness that uh, the, the people of Iceland believe in elves, hmm. in a sense. Whatever that sense means, they kind of believe in elves. They have
1: they've been to New York culture, concerts.
0: They have a culture about
1: respecting she's
0: elves. Sure. And one of the things I learned about the Icelandic elfish beliefs, which they call um, they call elves hidden people, is that there's roughly, by some accounts, about 50 different types of elves okay. in Iceland. Uh, there's even an elf school you can go to in Iceland where you can learn about all the different types of elves and their history and things like that, and you pay to attend and they give you a certificate afterwards and they're like, all right, you've succeeded, you've learned all that we can teach you about elves, and you're like, awesome, I'm an elf master now. Which, again, considering slavery, it's pretty terrible. But the school only apparently teaches about 13 types of elves. One of those types of elves is a house elf. And the specific thing about health elf is like it it defines i guess loose very briefly where they live Mm -hmm. so they live in homes Mm -hmm. and also they they have a size dimension that that equates them so their elves come in variety of sizes and those sizes dictate where they they live i guess
1: you got everything from your tinkerbell to your legolas
0: yes ish because i'm not sure exactly what the rules are but yeah i guess but it's, House Elves is a type, it, and they fit the size and dimensions of what Dobby resembles. Sure. And is it's not
1: like you have metric elves and imperial elves. There's one standard for elves. Yes.
0: Apparently, though, according to Harry Potter, House Elves are mostly different from the other elves, being that they're uniquely prone to enslavement. And I don't know if that's part of what the Icelandic people believe, or if that's something that J.K. They're prone into to enslavement? According to Harry Potter,
1: they are. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were saying in your other research. No,
0: no, no. Just like, it seems like... No, no. I wasn't trying to apply that. I was
1: just... But so in Iceland, what a house elf is just a house... Is an elf that lives in the
0: house? I guess. That's what I've gathered. Is, is it a
1: friendly a... creature that just helps with shit? Or are they... Usually mysterious? invisible. But yes. Okay. But are, are, they, are they like gremlins? Or are they like elves in the shoemaker elves?
0: I haven't actually seen either of those films.
1: Okay. Well, so... elves in the shoemaker is not a film. Oh, is it? It's a classic story what about... Kind of story? Is it
0: written ever? About elves
1: making shoes for a cobbler. So basically he doesn't have to do the work, but he gets to sell the shoes and reap the rewards.
0: Are you asking things like, do they just give you gifts or are they like physically resembling these kind of elves?
1: I'm asking what's their intent?
0: I don't think they have an intent. I think they're just intent. they They just live in the house. I think they uniquely exist alongside humans and don't, in, they're not like the Tooth Fairy, where their entire existence involves interacting with humans. Okay, they just are a magical type of creature. Or Santa Claus, because he's year. a
1: ripe, jolly old elf. He,
0: yes, he's technically an elf. But I don't know again about the, the rules that the Icelandic people have about their elves, and sure. where these elves of Western culture or even European culture. Think he's you know, just European an elf by culture. adoption? Is he? I don't know. Um, he's called an elf, but it's weird that he also has—he basically has elf slaves. They're his family. Are they? Based on what?
1: Santa Claus is coming to town by Rankin and Bass.
0: He, he mentions that there is family in that. Well, they adopt him. The, the Kringle family of elves, yeah. And then he's like, "All right, work for me, bitch."
1: No, it's a, it's like a family enterprise.
0: But they don't have they don't make money from it. They give it all away.
1: They make joy. They're elves, and that's they, profitable. They live off joy.
0: I feel like there is a, an army of children's party clowns that would disagree with you.
1: you no, know, I'm thinking about the Once There's a Lot Like Santa Claus's story, anyway. The which one? The Wonsler.
0: The Wonsler came in wansling. What? That's no. wassling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you tried to keep it within Christmas. I, I appreciate did. appreciate yeah. Do you uh, know that Good King Winslesloss's name is Winslet's Loss? As opposed to? I wish that was Good King Winsles, end of name.
0: Oh, no, it's Winslet's Loss. It's I'm not done. Name. I'm
1: not done. Good King Winceless. He lost shut something? Shut up. Last looked out on the Feast of Stephen. Oh.
0: But it's not. No, it's Winslet's Loss looked out. Yeah. On the feast This them. is just
1: like in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen it. No, the, the song. Which song? Bohemian Rhapsody. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, mama just killed a man? Yes. I thought his mom killed a man. I thought no, she took his gun. to his mother. I thought she took his gun, put it, and then he went to jail for her, which seemed very operatic.
0: This is interesting because this is kind of what our podcast is about <laughs> in the sense that it's about. Interpreting something. That's true. And talking about it.
1: But then one day I just, I heard that comma and he's saying, Mama, I'm talking to you. Yeah. I just Pregnant killed a man. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. I just killed a man. I like my version better. Like, Mama got so enraged she went and killed somebody and he took the fall for her.
0: Mm, I guess. That's fine. I'm glad you experienced two versions of that song. <laughs> That's true. Most people only get the one. That's right. For you, you're on a special level.
1: I feel like I've, Derailed, what we were talking about. House elves, mm-hmm. I got us back. Yeah, <laughs> <So they're, laughs> very generous.
0: they uh, it's it's more of a description of a a size shape and and dwelling of an elf. It'd be like uh, like a woodpecker is a type of bird. It isn't like, and it in it, this name describes what it does. It pecks wood. That's like what apparently like what house. It was very literal. No, it's two of my favorite words. Bird and describe. Elf? Oh. So we so, can start Let's begin. <laughs> with I wonder if we should have explained ahead of time in this podcast that if you like if you're listening to this and you like good jokes, there's a lot more podcasts. There's out a lot right? of podcasts out <laughs> there. Way more. With
1: the funnies and the the ha's.
0: Yeah. This is a podcast for the worst jokes. This is the devil's cut. <laughs> The stuff that other people who make jokes would leave behind. We we suck that shit out. (laughs) Bottle it and feed it to you straight. Intravenous. I don't know what what what's happening? Intravenous. The unforgivable curses. Chapter fourteen, the unforgettable curses. Chapter fourteen, the unforgivable curses.
1: Some more mics hard lemonade for you. Sharp pitch two (laughs) oh nine. also two oh nine. Is it about disembowelment? Yes. Okay.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> On what level is this um, about? Uh, my what the fuck is that's a punishment that they would be allowed to dole out to a student? Hey, go gut a barrel of frogs? Well,
1: it makes sense because Snape's going to have these raw ingredients come in. They need to be processed for potions. I get that. Specifically, it's Not how it's
0: described. Specifically, though...
1: Neville's familiar is a frog. So it's go disembowel your pet, a barrel full of your pet. That's where I was like,
0: fuck, well, that was that's that, dark. There's just a lot of information not given in this paragraph. It's a very brief description of what happens. Okay, It doesn't describe that the animals are potentially already dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't explain that they're, what their entrails are being used for or if anything. It almost, it, I read it literally as just... I'm, your punishment is you have to kill a lot of frogs. Barrel of frogs made me think they were already dead. I guess. I just thought that was a weird wizard form of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good <laughs> A bushel, a peck, a yeah. barrel of frogs. Right. A I murder. Saw...
1: I did like the detail about having to clean out under his under fingernails. His nails? It's yeah. so
0: fucked up. I. I it, it just was like it felt like a new low for Hogwarts of like horribleness mm-hmm. and like just feeling like I'm I'm missing the whimsy mark here. It, it was
1: i i felt like snape specifically select that because neville had trevor that makes sense which is fucked up on snape's part
0: no it is but at least it has like it's it makes more sense than just kill a bunch of animals because yeah. i said so page 220
1: 220
0: do you have anything before 220 before nope i okay. have
1: something on 220 but
0: okay i'll go first you go first i'm conflicted oh no with with mad eye moody oh because... i think that's
1: is it by neville
0: it's about yeah, it's about kind of about Neville. It's okay. about like how he's he's kind of nice to him. Yeah. And he's like I know he's got ulterior motives. This is one of the things I was talking about where I'm going to spoil things. I know why he gives him that book. Why is he give him that book? So that Harry could have the uh Gillyweed so that he can do the lake challenge.
1: Interesting. I guess my note's unnecessary then.
0: And it makes me feel bad because I like Neville a lot. No. And I feel like He's so Neville's the kind of character that gets uh, excluded and mistreated and bullied a little bit Mm -hmm. because he's kind of like a weakling. He's kind of a spaz, I guess. And then he gets someone who like takes interest in him and 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 notices that he's having this hard time and says, "Hey, man, you know what? I heard I heard that you're really good at herbology. You know, I can help you out with. Here's this book." You might really like it. I like it. It's pretty cool. And then that gives them this, like, warm, fuzzy, like, a a professor's taking interest in him right after another professor made him gut a a barrel of frogs. Right. I mean, and then to know what happens with Moody later, with this Moody later, and to know that, like, I just, I I wonder if the book will reflect upon Neville's feelings at any point later. Or if it'll just be, like, forgotten because who gives a shit. I
1: feel like they're going to focus on different feelings because something else was going on in that classroom
0: something else was going on in that classroom why
1: well, he was reacting the way he was that made him oh, so
0: the crucio was... the,
1: the yeah cruciatus yes. curse yeah. was bothering him very much like the other one bothered harry
0: yeah and those so those will come up later
1: yeah so they're um, not they're not going to
0: they're not spoiling it
1: probably yet. talk about neville's feelings of betrayal though that would be very interesting right
0: 222 Now, you should do that one fred and george what are they up to we know what they're up to what are they up to beards
1: no, this is way before that.
0: Up to their neck and beards.
1: And They're like writing something. And they're muttering to themselves in a dark corner.
0: Oh yeah, that. And they're like, they're like whisper, whisper, Just whispering. Yeah. Probably love notes. Maybe, maybe love notes. I don't know, man. It says the thing where he says, he says, uh, no, we gotta rewrite that. We don't want to sound like they're threatening him. Threatening him, yeah. 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 What are they talking about?
1: Yeah, what fair. are they building in there? I was gonna write that. That was gonna be my note. But then, like, no one's gonna get it. No one listens to Bone Machine. What is he building in there?
0: Yeah, so I don't know that song. It's pretty much just that. But there's a but there's a movie about en- Enron. Okay. That has that song. Oh, in like really? a really? Yeah, a whole That's lot.
1: Weird, because I mean, it's just really a spoken word piece.
0: Right, but it's it's the idea is like it's about like mystery and like being like conniving or like you're 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 plotting right and the idea was that was what the people in Enron were doing they were behind closed doors that were locked up so it's all these exterior shots of this building and then it has that song playing and she's like what is he building in there it might not It might not because they also Enron famously had like no product to sell I guess so it was like what is how are they successful if they have nothing so it's just a little on the nose it is but like I don't know it, it's it's a good movie I forget what it's called but the smart, Enron movie smartest with... guy in the room is that it oh maybe I don't remember.
1: I actually don't know if it was on Bone Machine, so I apologize if I
0: was wrong about that. Some of my favorite things are on Bone Machine.
1: Z. Okay.
0: 223. Go for it, man, man. Harry predicts his own death by decapitation. Yep. Wow. We know he... Here's no spoiler, guys. Stop here if you don't like spoilers. Mm-hmm. Wow, we do know that he dies. Yes. In the series, in the book series. Yeah. Like, we also know he comes back to life. Right. So, in a way, we don't know that he's failed at predicting his own death. Right. Path.
1: I thought about this too. So, it's like. All the other predictions have a habit of
0: turning up to be correct. Right. And, and Trelawney later is like, I like these. You guys did a really good job. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, it, it lends to what I was talking about earlier in previous episodes about how the thing about divination is you have to just let go, which is what the boys do. Yeah. They just let go and go, and this will happen. And they just they fill it out, and they In a sense, in like, a sense they write their own destiny. Is that
1: writing where you're not paying attention mm. like free form? No, you're literally just writing. Stream of and consciousness. No, and like spirits take over, and and shit comes out that way.
0: Spirits take over.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a it's a it's it's a mode of divination where you're just writing without paying attention. Not. Are you talking about possession? No. It, well, I forget it. God, <laughs> you ruin everything. <laughs> you don't.
0: Doug, I'm sorry I said that. I'm going to haunt you when you're dead.
1: That's weird. That's a weird thing to say. 226.
0: I'm you like... have anything before that? Yep. Um, do you have your book here? Can you open up to page 224 and write to the top? Uh... Oh, God damn let me, Actually, let me do it really quick because I, right. I want to make sure I know where it is.
1: I will open it to it and then I will hand you the book. Thank you.
0: Okay, uh... Would you do me a favor and read the first line of the uh, page 224? <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box?
1: He yes, asked, pointing at it.
0: <laughs> What's more with feeling? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box, man? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> so, my note here is that the Tri Wizard tournament takes place in 1994. Seven comes out in 1995. Oh shit! So, probably produced in '94, like made in '94. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? No, probably not yeah, at all. Oh, way no, no way. Not a wait. What? They're completely unrelated. Is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> but I'm glad we did this thing. <laughs> I'm glad we spent valuable time on this. <laughs> you can't. You can't write what's in the box. <laughs>
1: I should never have made you read that one passage that one time.
0: Which one passage? That one? I don't
1: even remember. It doesn't even
0: matter. Is it the one where you made me go back and read the thing to rub in my face that I was wrong? Yes. That's not what I'm. I have done I, this twice to you where I haven't done that. Oh, I know, <laughs> but, but I made you like read that, something that, that opened up the. Please, please read the page number. Yeah, like please a, read it back to the like, Lord. like a lawyer. Yeah. Yes, two twenty-five is my next one. Please. <laughs> I, I just, I just think it's really fucked up that the first mention in these chapters and this in this episode of Death Readers. The first uh, suggestion of fighting for the end of slavery as a subject comes up and is almost immediately quashed by an owl entering the room. And everyone's like, oh, whimsy, forget slavery. We've got an owl to deal with. <laughs> and then they completely move on. Yeah. And, and then they don't care anymore. They forget about the plight of the elves. I think they'll come back to it. Yeah, they do. And they still. It, oh, oh, I've got a note on that, too. <laughs> What's your next note? 226. Yeah. Uh,
1: Harry yelling at Hedwig. I don't know. Harry might be a dick.
0: Might be? I point you to episode one of Death Readers. (laughs) I think the title will tell you everything.
1: Uh, I think after that, I just got an overview. Overview. Okay. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, It seemed like it was another chapter where it's ostensibly about one thing, but then goes in all sorts of other directions, because it was the unforgivable curses, but then lots of other... It was something you had brought up in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: the, the next chapter I have the same issue with but uh, where the the title of the next chapter is uh, Bobatons and uh, Dump, Dump, string. but they don't show up until the last paragraph that's true I think and it's just there's a lot of other shit that happens that's like point A to point B mm-hmm. you know mechanisms to get characters to different places but like it it's very little about what it's titled which it isn't a big deal it just feels I don't know it's weird it's like it's like reading the it's like reading the end of a book because you saw the title yeah. A little bit where you're like, oh, I I guess this is, the, this is the chapter where these show up. And then at the very end, they're like, and yeah, here we are. And they're like, oh, so the next chapter is about when they show up? But that one's called the Goblet of Fire. Right. I guess it shows up at the end of that chapter. It's the
1: Goblet of Fire. Well, I
0: mean, technically, it, the whole Goblet mean. arc ends in one oh, chapter, okay. which just feels...
1: That's what, it was a long... I felt like that was over a couple chapters. I was surprised that... It's one chapter. It went from... It's a whole month the, in right. that chapter. I think. um
0: or like a month in between the two chapters.
1: The rest of my overview. Yeah, yeah, sorry. was but I like the bit at the end about Neville. Neville was also asleep awake.
0: Yes, yes. That was Why was Neville awake do you think? Because he was upset? Because I he, think he's still okay. dwelling. Yeah. Dwelling on the worst. Yeah.
1: We get this kind of Neville character arc in the background, which is kind of cool.
0: Neville's great. I, I I
1: I like it when character arcs happen in the background and you have to like go back and you're like, "Oh, there are clues." developing this thing that's always fun and i think she does that in this
0: i mean i think it's it's interesting to me that i i've been very much more interested in a lot of the background characters than the than harry
1: the main three they call them like the holy I, trinity or something the main, i don't know Yeah, there, like, there's some there's some reference m- to the
0: main three. 7 is my little ponies
1: that's the main 6 main 6 my bad they did add more ponies but still the main I was thinking 6 about this. but that's m a n e yeah yeah main 6 there is there is a similar nomenclature
0: titular threes sure it doesn't work anyway um but I find myself you know like I'm much more interested in Hagrid I'm much more interested in Neville Mm -hmm. um even Crumb at this point it's like I'm like what's he up to
1: (laughs) well Crumb's not in this book anymore
0: wink is that all you have for that chapter
1: to the next one yes
0: alright we'll move on to chapter 15
1: Bebeton and Durmstrang
0: all right. I have page 229. Um, Before we even get into that. Okay. I've got a definition. All right.
1: And this is funny because this only came to my attention within the last couple of months. I saw there was a phrase, a German phrase called Sturm und Drang.
0: Like, drumstrang. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Um, which is clearly where she got it. Right. It's a late 18th century German literature mo- or literary movement characterized by works containing rousing action and high emotionalism, often dealing with the individual's revolt against society or turmoil. Hmm. Thanks to Merriam-Webster for that, but that's just a little bit of etymology.
0: That's kind of what Harry Potter is about.
1: That's probably what Picture Crumbs all about.
0: Yeah, but like, I mean, the I don't mean the character; I mean the series. The book series is kind of about a lot of action and turmoil. Mm-hmm. But then again, that just describes most modern storytelling.
1: makes me wonder what Bobeton is derived from.
0: Uh, it's Mandalorian. It stands for Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Probably Fee. <laughs> Boba Fee.
1: He is famously French.
0: So famous. <laughs> But of course,
1: Lord Vader. I will get that rascal Leonzolo for you. Apologies to everyone, everywhere.
0: <laughs> this is... There's no more unique of a podcast than <laughs> this podcast. Because there's no place that this podcast could exist besides here.
1: I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> um,
0: no. Um, okay. Page 229.
1: Two, thirty-one. So it's you. It's all. It's always you, you
0: So this is kind of what you were talking about a little bit ago. Um, it's the Hedwig stuff. Uh, I really, really like th- this page. Two twenty-nine is where we get a little bit more of that Hedwig stuff, where Hedwig is like really well characterized. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's loyal mm-hmm. and devoted, but also really disappointed mm-hmm. in Harry. And mm-hmm. and what I what I think of is more of like her partner. Sure. I don't have a better way to describe that relationship because they work. Together to do things, um, but like, I like that Hedwig expects more from Harry, and is like disappointed when he doesn't. Like when she's like, "Fine, I guess I have to keep giving." Right. And that's just that's how this relationship goes. You fucking brat. And then, I I, I liked it. I wish that Harry could like. I mean, I wish maybe he'll figure it out eventually. Maybe Hedwig will just like everyone else be like, "Well, he's the chosen one." So he's also know. only fourteen. Stupid. I hate that excuse. I'm tired of that excuse. Fuck you, Harry. Grow up. Uh, Uh, I just wrote that I I think he needs to appreciate her more Mm -hmm. and show that appreciation through kindness and generosity. That is a lesson all marriages and relationships should learn, (laughs) I think.
1: It can even extend beyond marriages and relationships.
0: Well, I think especially to man and owl relationships. Was that too foul? It was pretty foul. 234 is my next, so you're 230. One. This is the podcast that makes the worst jokes. Really? More worse jokes.
1: Two thirty one. The Imperius Curse. Ooh. I want to talk about the Imperius Curse.
0: Okay, which one's that one? The one where you make someone do something that they didn't want to do? Yeah, I
1: buy Harry learning Expecto Patronum because he worked really hard and he had sort of a manic impetus to do it. He was hearing his mom's voice. He was fucked up by the Dementors. He was shamed by them. He had this coming from all sides, and he couldn't do it at first. He worked fucking hard. Like a crazy he, – he got – he went Hermione. He went full Hermione to learn the the Expected Patronum. Being able to throw off the Imperius Curse suddenly is very Mary Sue.
0: I feel what you're saying there. I think that – oh, you're not done. I wasn't quite done. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then
1: I did allow that maybe, because a little voice spoke up in the back of his head, it wasn't his voice that threw off oh, the Imperius that's Curse.
0: That wasn't what I was thinking, but I like that. That works I can appreciate that. My my thought was more that, at this point, Harry's already done. He's already like done three crazy big adventures. Yeah, to where maybe he has a little bit more fortitude than a a normal person his age, and that the resistance to the Imperius curse is mostly just like resilience. Mm -hmm. It's most. It seems to be. It's written like he just. It's willpower. It's just his ability to say no harder than the other person says yes. Right. Which I feel like is very in line with his character so far. Is it? I think so. I think that Harry does a really good job of, um, you know, being a brat, like of being like, no, I get what I want. (laughs) I like even if even if it means that I'm going to make your life hell, because I'm not getting what I want. Then my. My needs shift and what, what I want doesn't become what I had previously wanted. It becomes making you miserable. <laughs> and if that is what it takes to throw off this curse, he's got that in spades. <laughs> That's true. So I, I, that didn't bother me. It was, I mean, it didn't, it didn't bother me or make me doubt that Harry couldn't be the most bratty kid in Hogwarts. <laughs> okay um and that seems like how you fight your way out of the imperious curse like it's it's basically saying no you can't tell me what to do right it's just it's just having that strongest emotion well as we've talked about some of his
1: dickish brattiness could easily come from Voldemort yeah, and possibly. Voldemort has crazy willpower. Is mm-hmm. one of the things he's famous for. Do you think this is related to that?
0: It, I, now that you mention it, it could totally be. I, I didn't think that the voice was a literal a voice, vo- a literal Voldemort. Sure, voice. sure, sure, sure. I thought it was like your internal like self, like your.
1: Well, I don't think there's necessarily a. I felt like it was more a Voldemort dull. consciousness in Harry. Okay. I feel like I mean he was so young. It seems like there's just like part of his soul's just kind of rerouted through this inner evil turnpike of. Evil,
0: like an S curve. Sure, a U bend. A turned pipe, like you said.
1: A perned tyke. Mm,
0: I don't know what
1: that is. <laughs> okay, that's a that was a weird reaction. Oh. Okay.
0: So that's that in a basket. Maybe this is the episode where we lose all our listeners. <laughs> what was that number of pages that you said?
1: That number of pages was two
0: thirty one. Oh, I'm on two thirty four. Me too. But let's hear what you got. Um. I had a question for you. Okay. In the whole series, after this point, no. do we get any more information, any more delving into the goblin rebellions, or is it continues to just be a sort of thing that they mention offhand and then disregard?
1: I believe it is limited to oh, we've got to test on this rebellion in Professor Benz's and making fun of goblin names.
0: Okay. So, being if, if there is no more like fleshing out.
1: As, as far as I remember... You've
0: read it many times, I trust I
1: just went through it again. I don't think there
0: is. So, what I want to say about it is that if if there isn't any, then I would like to posit that the Goblin Rebellions are mm-hmm. similar... It was an uprising the Goblins made against human wizards as if they were had been slaves previously. That's why, how they rebelled.
1: I'm going to actually say I was wrong, but... It still makes your point. Okay, I think there's a little bit fleshed out about how goblins were not allowed wands, and that's part of the rebellion.
0: Oh, so I still
1: think it's in line with what you're saying.
0: Well, that's where, where I'm where I'm going is that like that was that happened in the 1700s or the 1800s. Mm. It's mentioned in this ch- sure. in this page. I just don't I don't I don't want to look at it.
1: Uh, I feel like
0: 1700s. It's something like that, but like. Maybe like that's part of what the elves have lived through as a culture mm-hmm. and as a species is like seeing the goblins rebel and fight for their rights. And like then they've seen like what the goblins lives are like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like misery and gloom. And maybe they saw all that and just decided like, oh, it's better to serve in heaven than rule in hell or Gringotts because that's where all the goblins work sure. and serve sure. uh, or rule. I don't know. They certainly measure, um, but it's. It just occurred to me that like that might be, I'm filling in blanks, but like at least it would help me justify. Like it's a world building thing that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Like if it if it helped justify that, um, more than just like, come on Hermione, they like it. You <laughs> know, like just, ugh, doesn't I just hate that.
1: That was that was an awkward.
0: Like, Argument. I have notes on Ron's about that part. coming. up. Okay,
1: I couldn't remember. if we uh, were So you it here. have two
0: thirty four, right?
1: Uh, yeah, rare moment of bitchiness from Hagrid. Bitchiness when he when he when when he got mad at Malfoy and made fun of him for being his humiliation of being a ferret.
0: I never take anything Hagrid said as being bitchy. I always thought it was more like cluelessly insensitive.
1: I mean, he wanted to hurt Malfoy's feelings.
0: You think so? That's why you would think say something like, like that. It was more like ribbing. No, I think Hagrid's too nice for that. I don't um, think so. Hagrid's a dick. <laughs> New <laughs> podcast arc. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's just, I think he's just like, ah, uh, like, hey, buddy, remember? Remember? Remember when we turned you into a ferret? You know, maybe they'll take you down a peg, buddy, because we you know, we can all be friends here. You don't have to be such an uptight dick. I don't, I don't, I don't think
1: that's how, but you know what? Fine. Sure. No. 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 <laughs>
0: 237. 236. what? I feel really bad for Ron here in no. 236. He has no idea how much he'll regret later, pushing his future wife—another spoiler—to say, "quote I don't like people just because they're handsome."
1: <laughs> I don't think I ever picked up on that. I was always too enamored of the Lockhart cough.
0: No, it, I I'm sure, but like no, no, but she's
1: totally saying a lot
0: yeah she's saying a lot and he's not picking up a lot nope and it's like buddy she's telling you you're not a looker (laughs) right here she's telling you and and, and you know what she also telling you you're also not a centaur (laughs) because that's what she looks for in a guy is horse equinity
1: (laughs) I regret everything I ever said to you (laughs) 237
0: I have 238
1: just what are Fred and George up to
0: I still thought all of that was part of the, like, aging thing. Well, no, you know it's not. I do know that it's not. I guess. Okay. 238. Um, More slavery. I just have here that I don't know what the fucking point of all this slavery shit in this book is. There's so many characters who are just, like, okay with it. Mm -hmm. Like, most of the characters we like are just, like, Stop. Stop trying to get these slaves. Stop trying to freedom. change
1: and make things better.
0: Yeah, like and, and I don't. Well, not
1: better. Stop trying to make our lives harder. I guess.
0: I guess, yeah, but like I don't understand what the point of it is, and I'm hoping it pays off. But I just, it feels like, it, it just feels like, yeah, like they're like we don't want to like, we're really happy to be the benefits of slave labor.
1: It could just be like you said a while back, um, a sort of the meta observation on. On things that are convenient, yeah, everything's complicated everything is 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 has some something shoring it up right and there and there's more to it, and yeah. it's never just, oh, I can just go to x store and buy y
0: but it but at the same time in this book it doesn't i wish it felt more like that like, i wish her, her, uh, Hermione was making those arguments. Mm-hmm. Because what it seems like right now is everyone's treating her like she's an idiot.
1: Well, I mean, she is only 14, so maybe she hasn't formulated those arguments yet.
0: But they're treating her pursuit as if it's she's on a fool's errand. And it's That, is, just that, is, that
1: is a shitty thing to it, do. It's
0: also adults. Yeah, like, Hagrid. It's Hagrid, and it's, you know, I don't know because many of the adults. How many
1: times do they say she's the cleverest witch, but now she's conveniently not?
0: Nobody can do what better than our Hermione? What's he say? It's like the second movie. It's the, the second movie. Nobody knows a spell. Sir. There's no spell Hermione couldn't do, or something like that. I just like what he says her name. Yeah, Hermione. Er- <laughs> There's more Ar- of that coming Ar- up in this. No book,
1: enunciation. Tell you.
0: Two forty-three.
1: Two thirty-eight. As a actually a follow-up to yours. Okay. Is it weird that Harry's so determined not to be interested in Hermione's Half Elf quest, when he was so involved in helping Dobby out? Like his entire experience with the house elf. Completely. Vac- everything was. I'm going to help this elf. It's so sad. The only experience I have with the house elf is he is traumatized. He's abused. I'm going to help him, and that's going to be good. And now she's coming up with this, and she's like, "No, whatever."
0: Maybe Harry's like, "Oh, Hermione, I've already done the white savior thing. <laughs> I don't need to do it again." That elf savior, but sure. I saved one. I saved one elf, but it, it's weird. It's like they shift. She shifted all of those emotions and all that like thought and, and progression onto Hermione. Totally unjustified, except like that she's. It occurred to her that there are slaves. It bothers me though
1: that Harry gave up so quickly on it. It bothers me. Like, it just Harry like, oh, a yeah. dick.
0: It just maybe it's not maybe it's not conscious. But again, it's more evidence for like Harry is a terrible guy. He's just awful. He's just awful. He doesn't. Yeah. Why doesn't? Why doesn't he care? Whatever. Two
1: forty three. Uh, yeah, I had two thirty nine, and it was just my reaction to, Hermione's. About the house elves, that's because they're uneducated, and it's just like,
0: Oof. oh, it, it, it,
1: it felt awkward for me.
0: It is the kind of arguments you hear people on that side of horrible social, economic, socioeconomic arguments making, and
1: like, someone who does, who's just discovered something's bad, and doesn't know. Yeah, what yeah, he,
0: but and, and parrots the thing they've heard other people say. But like, oh, if they just worked harder, why aren't they working harder? They love to toil; it's their thing. It's part of their culture. Hmm. If they're not toiling. How do we know that they're really connecting with their people? they are looking so bad. I mean, I know, but damn, this just feels like shit. I've heard people say. Oh, you have heard people say that. Yeah, it's terrible. It is terrible. But that's, I mean, and I mean, I would applaud her if that's what she's going for here. But I'm not hearing the argument of. I'm not hearing the the, the a character's voice saying, "That's fucking stupid." <laughs> like, well, well
1: but that would be a little on the nose, wouldn't it?
0: But it's 270 pages into a book. And but it's like, not
1: a book about that. If it was 270 pages into a book all about freeing the Elves. but it
0: is all about one of the three major characters' arc so far. Her entire arc so far is about this.
1: And yeah, but we haven't seen her. We haven't been with her in the library doing that. She's been popping in to be to like checking. Like oh, I'm still on this. And then out. I,
0: I think my point is, it, it, for such a for the most heavy topic in the book, it's treated like the lightest thing. It's okay. treated like a z plot line. Okay, and that feels disrespectful. Uh, or at least
1: do something so heavy
0: yeah it just seems like why are you doing this if you're not going to make it the main part of your book okay but I guess it's a fucking book about a baby boy wizard who didn't die so no. who cares um, what was your next one 243 yeah me too mine just is just that I the arrival of the other two schools is fun yeah it's really it's it's like it's it's quintessential Harry Potter it's like <laughs> yeah, this. It, this is cool. Mm-hmm. This feels whimsical. This feels exciting. and well-done way. And really well-done. Yeah. Although, where are the... Where are the... Uh, uh, dermstrongs from?
1: I believe it's that country that starts with a B, Bulgaria.
0: Bulgaria. Because of the
1: Bulgarian quiz team. Are
0: there a lot of pirates in Bulgaria?
1: It might be on the Black Sea. A lot
0: of ships? Okay, that's cool.
1: I'm not sure, but it seems like it's in that... Alright. Eastern block that might have That's fine. black sea access. That's is fine. Is it below Romania?
0: You're asking the wrong guy.
1: 243. Yeah, what's yours? Her foot. Her slipper is the size of a child sled. Not a baby dolphin.
0: Oh, interesting. Child sled. Yeah. I didn't even pick that one up. Rosebud.
1: Mmm. Because you know the secret history behind that, right?
0: Uh, I think I remember something you said that was disgusting. For. Tell everyone in the podcast.
1: Citizen Kane, Charles Foster Kane, was based on William Randolph Hearst, mm-hmm. who had a mistress. Yes. Who had a body part. Yeah. Which he referred to as a rosebud. Which one?
0: Uh, which mistress? Which body part? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: rhymes with a woman's
0: name. Was it a yellow rosebud for friendship, or was it a red rosebud? It was a for do- love. It was a Dolores. I don't know what that means. Is that a type of rose? Chapter 16, The Goblet of Fire. Oh, no.
1: 247.
0: Fuck. Crumb? A student? Yeah. I think I said that in the first episode of this of this season.
1: Yeah, but we didn't know that then.
0: Nope. But I was right. Okay. Chapter what you because said. I saw the movie. The Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Chapter 16, The Goblet of Fire. 253. 249. I was Go a bit for... thirsty. Thirsty. For crumb? For crumb. He's got a, uh, he can't quench his crumb You would, you would say crumb Okay. Unless crumb was a liquid, a salty. Mm. <laughs>
1: Please continue. <laughs> Go down this road. That's not good. <laughs> no,
0: it wasn't. Ron's pretty thirsty, I guess. I think that he, um, I don't quite get it. Cause like, I've never been that into,
1: well. A sports player?
0: Not really, but, like, I, I'm trying to extend it to even, like, celebrities. I've definitely had, like, I guess what you could, what you could emphasize or, or describe as, like, man crushes on celebrities, but never in that kind of, like, really creepy way. It's always just, like, I imagine actually being friends with them. Sure. As opposed to, like, imagining, like, like, like it's not like I'm overwhelmed with the excitement of being around them. It's just, like, man, I bet that person would be cool to know. Or, yeah. Or, I bet that person would get me.
1: I don't – I can't think of anyone I've had that about.
0: I think it's probably for me mostly like there are celebrities that I I think that I would like to be like. Like I would like to emulate or like uh, exhibit or obtain like characteristics that they have. Sure. And then like misconstruing that as like like adulation.
1: You think that's what this is? Because Ron always feels so fifth-hand – like, yeah, you know, and he just be as good as Crum.
0: Or but he's also not as like daring or as tough as Harry, except in the first book when he does the whole wizard's chest right. thing, but like he never gets any moves like that again. No, he um, should've
1: been resorted into Hufflepuff, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: You're breaking he's, my Ron heart.
0: He's a little bit daft. Sorry, dude. They don't make him like that at Hogwarts, Ron says. Damn, dude. She's right there. He's just saying she's not a looker. Your future wife. <laughs> I mean,
1: she, he's telling her. You know, remember, she's not Emma Watson? Thompson? Thompson? No. It's Watson. Watson. She's not because Emily Watson. She's also not, not Emma me. Thompson. She's not Emma Watson. She's neither. She's, she's bucktoothed. Hermione. She, she's got frizzy hair. Nor she basically looks like Gilda Radner. Ooh, I like Gilda Radna. Well, I like Gilda Radna too, but now when she's Roseanne Rosanna Dana, and I'm kind of feeling like Teen Hermione is Roseanne Rosanna Dana.
0: Fine. And um, But without the accent, that's how she's presented,
1: like, and then we just get Emma Watson. I
0: don't know if she's presented that horribly.
1: She's not presented great.
0: Rosanna Dana Dana is an idiot. <laughs> Isn't that part of her whole character she's a fucking idiot? She's unbearably dumb <laughs> and obnoxious. Uh, Hermione's just like a little bit, she's a know-it-all. She's Okay, not a but fucking, um, visually, visually, she's tr- closer like, to that
1: than she is that young supermodel. Gilda Ratner. It's a beautiful woman. Which again, I'm not trying to put people on pedestals or anything, but that's how the movie, I'm saying the movie prettied her up.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. I'd like to see these this art design of what Hermione's supposed to look like as this, fugly little girl.
1: They could have at least given her some glasses and some paint splattered overalls. If but they she had didn't.
0: a fucking hair lip. <laughs> Jesus. I think that would make me feel like more bad for her and like wow. There anyone who anyone who's nice to her is generous. I believe it's cleft palate is the term. Would you I was talking about a mustache. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> what were you talking about? Anyway, if, if she if she had something like that, because I don't know. I mean, I'm a person who has freckles. Sure, and really, her, mm-hmm. and on my face mostly. I'm looking. And I don't oh. see a freckle. They're on there. I don't man. see freckle one. There's a lot of them. They're all over the place. Okay, sure. There's a lot of them. I'm a freckled boy. And uh they can hear me shake when i was a when I was a younger boy, mm. I definitely had larger front teeth than like the rest of my teeth sizes mm-hmm. and so like I guess for me that and maybe I'm the equivalent of a cleft palate looking person, but it never felt like I was <laughs> and uh thanks to everyone who didn't make me feel horrible, i guess but uh well more horrible than i perceived right right um but uh I don't know. Maybe that is a a variety of, you know, extremely ugly person. I'm not saying she's ugly,
1: though. You are. I'm saying the movie went out of its way to light Emma Watson, to make up her, to hairstyle her. So she was just glowing with beauty from basically movie three.
0: I'm saying they should have done some Tico Brahe shit to her.
1: I don't know what that is, but by the time we get to the U.O. Ball... There's not that big a change. Because T- she comes down the stairs and everyone's like, ooh. And it's like, ah, she looks like she did a couple I, scenes ago.
0: I see what crumb sees in her. Tico Brahe is an old astronomer who had his nose bitten off in a fight and he had to wear a false nose. I've heard of this. So oh. what I'm saying if, if she had no nose, <laughs> I could understand more but about. But she her. knows everything. She's extremely, she's a nose it all. It doesn't, I guess, yeah, I, I get, what you're saying, I think, generally, is that. I'm seeing this character through the eyes of seeing Emma Watson right. as a, a cute little kid sure. and eventually a, a gorgeous woman and not understanding why Ron wouldn't be interested in, in partnering up. Right. But—and uh, and, and you're saying that, like, this character in this book, it shouldn't be that surprising that he doesn't have those feelings for her yet.
1: No, I think he does have the feelings. I'm just saying, like, in real life, she's not walking around day in, day out, made up to the nines, She's a kid in school who probably doesn't even wear makeup. And as such, he's just not seeing what's right there.
0: You're saying you're not in, you never saw any of the appeal of a frumpy girl? I'm not wrong. Okay, fair enough. I like some (laughs) frump. Frump, 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 frump it up.
1: (laughs) No podcast is going to be like two
0: minutes long. It's terrible. I get it. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Like, like as a, I'm trying to come up with a, a parallel in fiction that, like, I feel like is easy to relate to, but I'm having a hard time because it's some uh, the, the.
1: Peter Dinklage is Tyrion Lannister.
0: No, but I'm talking about like women. Like, like, like oh. women don't get. There's so many more like female characters who don't get the opportunity to be, I guess, like an ugly Betty. I never saw oh, that no. show. I meant
1: because he's so handsome compared to how his character described in the books.
0: Oh, oh, oh no, no. I meant more like a character who is described as being fi- like less attractive physically and then is actually portrayed that way but is alarmingly like, attractive as a personality or at least like
1: – What about um, Professor Trelawney?
0: Yeah, but again, she's played by like a pretty – Yeah, but person. she is not made to look – it's mostly the glasses, and that's not that doesn't get. frizzy hair. She does weird things with, with her mouth. Hair. She
1: does like a... I'm not saying you have a problem with it. She is not made up the way Emma Watson's made up. Emma Thompson is. She is in the first down.
0: movie. In the first movie, Hermione has crazy a... oh. frizzly hair. Yeah, she's super cute. She, she just looks like a little kid. Yeah. They all look like little
1: teenagers. Kids. Look awkward. There's there's very little about awkward about Hermione in the movies.
0: Yeah,
1: fair enough. So it's your little kid movie one, little kid movie two, stunning for the rest of the movies. Yeah. I don't want to fixate on her looks. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just saying there's a discrepancy between the way the movie...
0: I, I, I Here's the thing. I'm not seeing the written... It's not addressed in the book very much about how she looks. Okay. It, it just isn't really present. I, so I think like, it is. It's just, it's hard I'm... to
1: you just gloss over those you, you they say bushy hair in book four you think bushy hair of the kid in movie one
0: sure but'm I'm, I'm saying like if she has if it was something like man she her buck teeth are so big she can't eat very well like she has trouble fitting broccoli in her mouth because oh her teeth get in the way something like that just wait just wait just wait Hermione can only eat soup because her teeth are too big or maybe ingorgio teeth oh. it's like like a rabbit like big like like not even Bugs Bunny Teeth like the rabbit from Frosty the Snowman. That's what I thought of.
1: If only you could see my face right now.
0: Well, they can't.
1: <laughs> that was weird.
0: Happy birthday. Because it's Frosty the Snowman.
1: Right. No, I know. Oh, so you can rank it in bass, but I can't.
0: I didn't say you couldn't.
1: You're ranking in basshole.
0: You're ranking The worst it, jokes on the internet. You're ranking in, you're in yourself. See, I topped your worstness. Well. I know, we're both... The podcast pr- of misfit toys. <laughs> that was... Nobody wants to listen to a Charlie in the box! <laughs> okay, um, I... What were we talking about? You were talking about her... Uh, I was talking about the thing Ron said. Oh, and uh, like, well, like, with the foreknowledge of knowing that he's... will make him
1: like that at Hogwarts.
0: Yeah, but knowing that he's going to... Like, first of all, that's super objectifying, but also he's going to end up with this woman right. he's saying these things about other women, too. And it's just like, dude you have a lifetime of eating those words ahead of you. And it just reminds me that nobody dumbs like Ron. I think, and I posit, that the events of this Wizard Tournament, which we don't know of yet, mm. but I know of, and I know how badly it goes, I think they would have gone completely differently if... Uh, Dennis Creevy had been 17 at the time of the Triwizard Tournament. Tell me more. I think that Dennis Creevy at 17 could take down Voldemort in his prime. <laughs> so I don't think. I know there was a Dennis pop up. What was it again? He uh, stands up um, oh, right. on the table or something to see the 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 hat pop the names out, but he can barely. see He still can't see over people's heads because he's so short. He's such a baller. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fucking tough. That kid's the best.
1: Dennis Creevy's pretty cool.
0: He's so cool.
1: It should have been Dennis Creevy in The Goblet of Fire.
0: It should have been. It should have been just Dennis Cree- it, reading. I would even read this story if it was just Dennis Creevy being like, if it, if it was just, oh God, if it was just the Dennis Creevy books where he's just watching Harry Potter like from a distance and he's like, I don't care. I'm Dennis Creevy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dennis fucking Creevy. Everyone here is going to know my name. I'm the boy who lived after falling into the lake at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 255.
1: Just uh, Moody yeah. and yep. Kakarov. Yes, you, me.
0: How would he know? How would he have be able to, to swing that that panache? To be fair,
1: all he had to do was reply. Let's let's say I'm someone you think I am, but I'm not that person, and you are surprised by my presence, and you go, "You say you." hmm i don't know this guy he seems to know me what will i say i got it me
0: okay yeah i mean i guess but like i wouldn't respond that way i guess is the tough part like i would go i would go ah (laughs) this person's addressing me i don't know them and i would every time i would just i would be a bad impersonator i'm i'm just saying it it harkens back
1: to the um
0: i would just go what are
1: you doing teaching
0: yeah, it does. It's, got, it's like got a lot of sass. It's got some
1: sass, but specifically, I really like this Moody, <laughs> which is... F- disappointing. F- problematic and disappointing. Right. And, and, and funny, because later Moody is more like he's often described, but this Moody
0: is, is, is a, Here's my problem. He's a cool guy. I keep reading this movie as David Tennant. I keep reading it with his full Scottish accent. <laughs> like...
1: Which is funny, because Brendan Gleeson is Irish.
0: Oh, Interesting. No, but I'm definitely reading it as David Tennant the entire time.
1: <laughs> and not Dr. Tennant no, with no, his no. English accent with proper Scrooge yeah. McDuck Tennant.
0: Yes. Yes. It's a great show. Sure. You should watch it. I won't.
1: Well, I've, I've bought every season.
0: Yeah. Now who's, now who's making David Tennant a Scrooge by giving him all your money? Oh, that's a good point. You should be the Scrooge. Save your money. Well,
1: I'm, I'm giving Disney my money.
0: Fight the bourgeoisie. Save your money.
1: I will, but not not when it's Disney.
0: The most bourgeoisie. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: everyone else. Disney and Apple. uh, uh, Disney, Apple can have my money. Disney and Apple can have my money. Everyone else, I will fight the bourgeoisie. Disney, Apple, and Amazon can have my money.
0: At at a certain point, that'll just be the only companies you can do business with. So then you'll, you'll be just a perfect slave. Disney, Apple, Amazon, and Starbucks.
1: After that. Fighting the it Starbucks. That right, was the f- fourth
0: one that came to mind. I got page two sixty eight. Uh, I'm actually out of notes. All right, so line on two sixty eight where somebody says, "A few people kept checking their watches." Yeah. Can watches work without batteries, unless you're they're like wind up? Yeah. They how did that work? They still make wind up watches. Ugh, lame.
1: And yeah, I'm sure the wizards have watchmakers
0: nerds. Get a fucking I mean, calculator watch, Harry.
1: Didn't you see the sword in the stone? I think they're all higgitus Piggitus, Wigitus watch.
0: 271 When is when, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Harry Potter's name comes out of the Goblet of Fire. Yeah. And I've, I've had this thought of like, now the book feels like it started. <laughs> 271 pages in, we're into the book. But I mean... that's like, like
1: what, 500 pages
0: left? Half of uh, Stephen King's It feels really fucking long.
1: I do feel it's about the length you should actually no you can't I think it's about the length of uh, The Sorcerer's Stone. The was Sorcerer's
0: that, Stone? Oh, um,
1: or was that in the 300s?
0: Yeah, I think that book is about 300 pages or a little bit maybe a little bit more maybe almost four but still it's nowhere near was this book 8? 715-ish? We're not I know that we're not halfway through this book already and we're 271 pages into it. I think we might... We're not even going to be halfway through it, maybe halfway through it, by the end of next episode.
1: 224? The original... It looks like if, if this is... If, if my information is correct, the original page count of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is 223. So this book, where we are, is more than that.
0: By the time we did the first season of this show... Yeah. This many pages in, we were done. Yeah. we We could move on to another book by then. This book has at least two books in it.
1: That's a fair statement.
0: And the only reason I'm saying it is because it just I feel it. I feel it when I read it. I feel like, holy fuck, when's this book gonna start? Like I mean, some of the stuff has
1: to be established. You gotta have establishing before but I see what I don't you're think saying. You do. A, no? I don't think so because I don't feel like people pick up the You I, couldn't pick up the book and be like at the School of Hogwarts there's a Triwizard Wizard tournament. Harry got selected.
0: I feel like there are Why plenty is that of, bad? I feel like there's plenty of books and, and, and books out there that connect stories between the, between the books in a series that aren't like, and now the first half of this book will be reintroducing you to the world.
1: That's fair. And that's a fair statement. that's
0: what these books do. Okay. They, they spend an inordinate and an unusual, uncommon amount of time reintroducing their audience to the world tediously. And this book especially, we're four books in. This is very I would be very surprised that there's a large number of people whose first Harry Potter book was the Goblet of Fire. True. To where they have to have all of this stuff reestablished. True. And I feel like again, I can recognize that part of this could just be that I am reading them in a sort of binge way, as mm-hmm. we talked about before. Yes. Where when they do only come out every couple of years or I don't know what their original publication schedule was.
1: This one was no, this was the last one that came out the same at- Wait. rate is the first three i think okay or roughly
0: that well in that being the case i can appreciate it i can appreciate needing to refresh your audience
1: right because not Cause, everybody's going to be going through them over and
0: over again or, yeah or or be like well the next one's coming out i better remind myself of where we left off and rereading the last one right so i can kind of appreciate that it just feels inordinately long
1: and you are from a more binge watching culture
0: I am. I, we are, at this point, yeah, I'm very much in, invested in, in the binge experience, which I guess, yeah, in a lot of ways is going to diminish my appreciation of a lot of different entertainment. Someone referenced Hee Haw today, and I was like, "Oh, never fucking watch that. I did
1: watch that, but it's because it was on. I never enjoyed it. I did inhale.
0: I don't even really know what it is about. Was Hee Haw that... <laughs> It wasn't the goofy '60s comedy show, was it? It was. Oh, it was. Well, oh, no, no, no. well whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. It's not laughing.
0: That might be what I'm thinking. It's of.
1: like What's the one with Goldie Hawn. Laughing.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of.
1: It's like a hillbilly laughing.
0: Like horse apples.
1: Horse apples, overalls, blumpkins. Nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> Straw hats. Yep. Very, but very. It's very much laughing, but with like a. Gosh golly, kinda. Of.
0: I'm pretty <laughs> sure Horse Apples is the name of a of a satirical show from uh Mr. Show where they make fun of heehaw oh. and they call it horse apples. I
1: think you're right. Yeah. We should wrap this up then.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know do you have any final thoughts? I mean I, my final thoughts are I'm excited to start the actual, the like, actual book plot
1: <laughs> and see what happens. I think that's fair. I think I think uh I think she's been doing a lot of seeding. A lot of uh, shoring up, but there's there's been a lot of negative space as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, these three chapters were tough in terms of being in, like, 60 fucking pages in these three chapters. And it really felt like the last chapter was the only real chapter. Um, that's true. I had a lot of notes, on the, more notes on the first two, but it was mostly because they had, like, weird shit happening, but they weren't really, like, progressive.
1: And that's a good point. That's a, that's a, there's there's lots of, I can't remember what that term is. Like set pieces, garland of, what?
0: Like like, a, like like a decoration.
1: Oh, okay, sure. Let's go with that. Sure, I don't. Know. Yeah, no. Set dressing. Yeah, yeah. Little, little little moments that were not much more than ornamentation.
0: Literary bubbles.
1: L- bubbles or bobbles.
0: Bubbles. One more time. Bubbles.
1: Bobbles. I'm there's gonna go with bobbles. There's a
0: joke like what we're doing right now Yeah, in Greasy Strangler.
1: <laughs> I hate you and I hate that movie.
0: <laughs> it goes on so long. It goes on for like two minutes of that shit. It's fucking great. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying there is this extraneous ornamentation. I thought you were saying that. And I was Who's putting saying it into- that? That's you.
1: Okay. I think it's time to wrap this up.
0: Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you were agreeing with me. <laughs> What's in the box? Um Jesus Christ. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, like I I mean, I the first two chapters really do feel like you're just
1: Here's the thing about this character.
0: Or or like yeah. They're like character notes. Here's the chapter where I have to explain to the the audience who Mad-Eye is. Oh, here's where, and I'm also in that same, I'm going to stack that with curses and explaining what curses are. And, you know, it's not poorly done. It just, it's like 300 pages of setup. You know, it's 300 pages of setting up all this shit. And I just want a little payoff. I want a fucking mid book climax or something. Like I want, I want some sort of like, you know, the rising action to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. It feels, this book is like one of those stocks you'd buy that doesn't really pay off right away. (laughs) And then when it does, it's like, okay, I guess you like, you definitely made money, but God, it took a long time to get there. It's
1: long-term conservative investment.
0: Yeah, that's what these books feel like. And then at the end, you're like, I guess you're satisfied. (laughs) But like, for how popular they are, is satisfied enough? I don't know, man. We're not even halfway through this one. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know what I'm gonna do next time? What? I'm gonna find some books that I have <laughs> that are le- fewer pages than this. They're done. <laughs> and they'll be real books too. They won't be. They won't be jokes. I bet you, Animal Farm's shorter than this. <laughs> oh, easily. I bet you I'm,
1: Animal Farm might be under 200 pages.
0: I bet you 1984 shorter than this.
1: It did have those addendums in the back, but I feel like it's still kind of capped at around 400-something.
0: Maybe. I know for a fact Catcher in the Rye is shorter than this. Yeah, but who likes Catcher in the Rye? It's a piece of shit. Every 13-year-old.
1: Ah. Well, to be... F- I didn't read it when I was 13.
0: I haven't read it, but I know it's shorter than this.
1: I read uh, it was in my early 20s, and I hated that. Also, what was the other one? Gatsby.
0: Oh, yeah. Gatsby sucks. Gatsby I don't sucked. get why people like Gatsby. And
1: I felt I was at the proper age for Gatsby and I did not like it.
0: It's it's too ambiguous for me. Like there's things that happen where you're like what what are the relationships here? Like why am I supposed to be enthralled by how mysterious he is? Because I'm not. I'm confused and bored. I guess in the sense that
1: that kind of attitude was outrageous back when the book was written. Same with Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. He had thoughts that maybe people had, but nobody ever wrote about like, or admitted to having. Right,
0: like people being cynical, like the concept of cynicism.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I guess that can be refreshing to people only reading other types of books, but after a while, you can go, okay, that was a breakout, but let's move on, because yeah. it's not mind-blowing.
0: No. I, uh, but Also, like, what... I wonder if things like, what is the point of continuing to teach young people to read these books in school? Yeah. Just suck. If right. If they just haven't, if their relevance has faded.
1: Right. Or are we just trying to recapture that same cultural zeitgeist or, over and over? Or, we should yeah, have, it, yeah. we should move on.
0: Yeah, exactly. I actually had somebody tell me that oh, years ago about like, it was uh, very insightful, but the idea of like, what does it say about our culture that we're so obsessed with the, we're still so preoccupied and obsessed with the concept of the strong man? whether or not you want to look at it like a superhero or an action movie star, we're obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Why? Sure. What is it about, or, or specifically with like Marvel superheroes, like what is it about the, the social, uh, you know, narratives that those sort of had in the 60s that we're still clamoring to and like clinging to? Why is it that we have such a hard time accepting new characters as opposed to just we can't let go of these characters that are established in the 60s, mm-hmm. originally at least? And I, I mean, I think it's fair to argue, though, that they're they may have been founded in the '60s, but they're they they change and evolve as all like long form serials do mm-hmm. to become whatever the modern writer wants to make them as. They become they, they become less of a character and more of a like a brush if you're painting. They become a, a tool to achieve a piece of art as okay. opposed to the focal point of the art. Just so,
1: not unlike Harry Potter.
0: I guess, but he doesn't do anything. Like, I mean, he he, he has fights no, evil. He, I guess, I just don't find his arc interesting. Uh I think maybe that's it. Is I just don't find his arc interesting. I find other people's arcs more interesting than his, and it, he seems very bland.
1: I want his is pretty stereotypical hero's journey.
0: It's uncomplicated. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe again, but like, I'm also a person who's definitely like he he has a little bit of like the. Betrayal of, like, Empire Strikes Back, is that Luke Skywalker goes through of like you know realizing who his father is and mm-hmm. things like that. Like Harry has that where he realizes things about his life mm-hmm. and, and like through the last couple books, especially the last one, and then it, more in this one that he has to come to terms with. And there is darkness and, and tragedy, and he overcomes it. But like
1: the whole thing boils down to, I am more special than I thought I was, and everyone likes me secretly.
0: Maybe I'll find more enjoyment in it when it gets to the point where Harry overcomes the evil and darkness that someone else put in him in spite of it. Like, like despite being burdened with that evilness and that darkness, he still becomes a hero and, like, a good person. So Would the that... last
1: couple chapters of book seven.
0: Just the la- that's it? The last couple <laughs> Cool. The part where he's at the train station with, with his uh, wife and uh, and best friend's sister-in-law and watching their kids go to Hogwarts, that part, because that was the last couple minutes of the movie.
1: Uh, Really? Huh. I wonder if the books will end that way.
0: Well, that was Death Readers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry this is a slap-happy episode again. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm not. You all deserve better.
1: No. You know what you deserve, and it's this.
0: Well... Uh, we're going to go through a couple of chapters next time same probably the same amount chapters 17 18 and 19 I think it'll be the same I think it's roughly the same amount of pages as this uh, episode went through yeah well maybe more will happen well I think more will happen but whether or not it'll be earth shattering is uh, I guess the question of the day
1: about six pages some interesting things are going to happen I feel feel like you're right the next the next book's starting yeah the next book's starting this book this book is starting You said it, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, uh, this is Death Readers. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at Real RealDeathReader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers' Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders.
1: I haven't been excited about Halloween for a long time.
0: Like a year? Yeah, about almost exactly a year. It's pretty close to that. A little under. What's wrong? You okay?
1: Yeah, the the red bottom is coloring the water. So it looks like cranberry urine.
0: It isn't cranberry urine. Because cranberries don't urinate. It doesn't taste like it either. Mm, no. You wanted to make me spit that. I up. did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I admit it.
1: Being able to throw off the Imperius curse suddenly is very Mary Sue. Harry Sue?
0: You said that before. Um,
1: I know I have, but I'm bringing it back because I forgot I had, and it sounded really clever, and I'm like, wow, whoever came up with that was a genius.
0: It was you a couple episodes ago. He
1: was a genius.
0: Just because I know you're spending habits.
1: <laughs> My wife listens to this podcast. Shut up. <laughs> Sometimes, usually she's asleep right now, so that's okay.
0: Yeah, we're way past her being tolerating being.
1: Although we could be stealing into her subconscious, and she'll be hearing this.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting prospect.
1: It is an interesting prospect.
0: Um, what can we do with that? It's <laughs> sinister but innocent.
1: <laughs> Sinistent.